Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop, and Happy New Year if I haven't said it already. So today we're going to be talking about Unbirthday. It is the latest installment in the Twisted Tale series by Liz Braswell, uh, published by Disney Hyperion. So what the series does is it's like what-if questions, right, for classic Disney movies. And this one if you hadn't already guessed by the title, takes Alice back to Wonderland. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Ultimately, let me just start with that. I'm a huge Alice in Wonderland fan. I've read the classic. I've seen the live action TV show. I don't know if anyone remembers that from when I was a kid. I've read the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, which by the way, highly recommend. It's awesome. But I have to say I was really impressed with this one because it brought in a lot of elements from not just Disney's rendition, but also the classic novel and also the video game um, by America McGee, American McGee, you know, that twisted uh, Wonderland video game where Alice is a brunette. And I think it's really great because... There are some um, <laughs> horrifying descriptions that are reminiscent of that game. So, Alice, she's all grown up now, pretty much. She's, I think, 18 now. And she goes around taking pictures. What she's discovered when she takes these pictures is that she's seeing a glimpse into Wonderland. Of course, the Red Queen is back. She's a tyrant. She's stealing everyone's toys. Because she has to be the one with the most stuff at the end of time so that she can win the great game. Yeah, it's absurd, but it's totally fitting within Wonderland's whole mentality. And I love that. She has to go back to save her friends. Um, she sees the Mad Hatter. He's in change. chains. She sees a lot. You know, basically, she's remembering this wasn't just a fantastical dream. This happened, and my friends need my help. So she goes back to Wonderland many times. She keeps getting sent back, uh, back home to London, and she's like, no, I have to go back. I have to go back. It's really funny how that all plays out. And what I really enjoyed about it was the social commentary on immigration and xenophobia because that's what's happening in Lin in London. You have people running for office who I swear to god, I think the author was just she's just like, "Let me see how I can mock President Trump in this." And it was great. There is there is a scene at the end where she's like, "Look at me. I'm a politician. Wow, wow, wow. I'm crying because they took my stuff." Yeah, um, it was hilarious. I was laughing. I was laughing so hard I woke up my husband who was sleeping. Because, of course, I was reading this book late at night. It was really funny. So I do appreciate the social commentary that went into developing her the plot line of Alice's life in London. I thought it was really well done. It is important. It was thoughtful. It was well written. It does deal with racism and immigration policies and xenophobia in a really great way. And I do like how stories, you know, you can have a story, you can have it be whimsical, you can have it be fun. 
but you can't like it's 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 all good and fun to tell a story without any depth. You know, I just saw Monster Hunter. That's a movie that has absolutely no story to it whatsoever. Whatsoever, but it was great because it was just good fun. So it's I'm totally okay with stories that are just good fun. But I think if you're going to use your platform, uh, you to talk about something that bothers you, you should definitely do it and go all the way there. And I did like how this one, this novel, did that. I was very impressed with how the story unfolded, ultimately. Uh, And I do like how she gets the respect of her sister by standing up for herself. She gets the respect of her family, who loves her. I mean, she has an aunt who is um, not... She's a spinster, but she she's like, I'm, I don't want to marry. I'm just going to live my life as a bachelorette, and no one can make me feel bad about that. And you know what? She's right. I think in society a lot, we're just like, when are you going to have, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to start a family? That's not a life that's for everyone, and I think we have to start respecting that. I honestly never thought it was going to be life for me until I met my husband, um, but there we go. Life happens, (laughs) you know, but for some people, they're completely content without having kids. They're so content to just be who they are. And I think we as a society kind of forget that because we're so determined to live by social norms, quote unquote. And I don't think that that exists. Um, I think we can be as wacky as Alice and, and her friends, and no one should let it no one should stop us and that's what i did and take back from this novel this freedom to just live your life regardless of what society dictates is proper so that's the that's my critique of the real world alice's story because like i said the story goes back and forth a lot as for Wonderland, it is absurd, it is fun, it is colorful, it is great, and I love every minute. I love especially when Alice gets frustrated because she's all grown up, and she's like, this isn't going to fit, this isn't going to work. And everyone's just like, well, you have to change your way of thinking. And she does, in a way. She's like, no, Wonderland has to change its way of thinking. And she just kind of makes Wonderland bend to her will quite literally because it's Wonderland. (laughs) You know, she's got the Dodo and uh, the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter loses an eye. Like I said, it's very, very dark and twisted. But what I do think is really cool is how we get to kind of see Marianne. Like I said, I think the scene with Marianne is probably the most gruesome scene in the um, entire novel. And I think the author did that on purpose because Marianne is a brunette. And Alice in the American um, McGee, you know, Alice's Madness video game, I don't know if anyone's played it, she's a brunette. Now, everyone always thinks Alice and her look alike and they do but Marianne is a brunette 
See, that's where we get that illusion of that video game. And I really do think that that was a really clever way, especially when you see the scene of her. I mean, you're just like, wow, this is totally out of that video game. It's so twisted. It's so dark. It's so menacing. It's so wacky and crazy. You're just like, yes, because the author made the effort to include various forms of retellings to give her story life. And I thought that that was really clever. She was respectful of these origins. She was respectful of the video game series. She was respectful of the classic tale. And she was respectful of Disney's rendition. She had fun with it. You can definitely tell that the author had so much fun writing this story because I had a lot of fun reading it. It was fun. I thought it was great. I wanted more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just it's a good story. It's written really well. The, the Cheshire Cat was great. Oh, my God. And everyone does have a real world equal. And when you get to see, I mean, I already kind of knew who the Cheshire Cat's real world, real world equal was. But when we get to see who it is, you're just like, I knew it, and you love it, and it's great, and it was just... he's there to help, but you know, he's helping in his own Wonderland wacky kind of way with the riddles. <laughs> he's helping Alice change her way of thinking, and I thought that that was very clever. I thought it was captivating, intriguing. So, once again, this was Unbirthday. By Liz Braswell. Highly recommend it. It's definitely going to go up there with some of my favorite Alice in Wonderland retellings. It's It has a great commentary on society and a lot of aspects that are incredibly relevant to what's going out in the real world today. So it really does give you something to think about when you're reading it. And it's also just a lot of fun to read whenever she's in Wonderland. Just the absurdity of everything that's happening with the White Rabbit and the Queen. And you also get to meet the Queen of Clubs, too, who's much better than the Queen of Hearts. And, but she's still Wonderland wacky. And so I do like how the author decided to expand the scope of Wonderland as well. We get to meet a new queen. We're going across the border. We're seeing more of Wonderland in a really compelling and energetic way. So once again, on birthday, I'm going to go ahead and give it four stars. Please purchase the book off of bookshop.org and support your local bookseller. If money's tight, please check out the book from your local library. Or there are lots of online resources like Scribd and Overdrive where you can get the book. And I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, following my channel, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.